In this sicha, the Rebbe is going to be comparing a Rashi at the end of Pasha Shmois and a Rashi, a Rashi in the beginning of Va'era. We're also going to try to have an understanding of what the general idea means when we speak about Moshe Rabbeinu questioning Hashem, whether such a thing is even possible. At the very, very end of Pasha Shmois, the Pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, Why have you done all of these harsh things to these people? From when I came to Pari, things have only gotten worse. Hashem responds to Moshe Rabbeinu and says that now you're going to see everything that's going to happen to Pari, how he's going to send the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Rashi comments on that. Now what does it mean now you're going to see? Hashem is actually saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, you question my ways. Not like Avram Avinadu, when I told him that Am Yisrael is going to come from Yitzchak, and then I tell him to bring Yitzchak as a korban, and he does not question my ways. You did question my ways, and as a result of that, you'll see the miracles now, but not the miracles that will happen in the future when the Yidin go into Eretz Yisrael. In the beginning of Parshas Vayra, Rashi seems to be saying something similar. The, the Parshas Vayra starts off with saying, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I appear to the Avois, to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, with the name Kel Shakai. I made promises to them to give them the land of Eretz Canaan, and now I'm about to fulfill those promises. Rashi first explains the Psukim exactly as we just said, in the simple way. And then Rashi says that Rabbi Seinu Dershu, that our rabbis came along and expounded that here too, Hashem is really saying something else. Moshe Rabbeinu, you said, Why have you done all of these harsh things to the Jewish people? Says Hashem, really I should be upset about the fact that the Ovis are no longer around. I appeared many times to them with the name Kel Shakai. They never said to me, Mashmech, what is your name? And you, Moshe Rabbeinu, in the beginning of the mission by the burning bush, you started off right away. The Jews are going to say, what's your name? What should I tell them? And then, when I made promises to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov to give them the land of Canaan, they also could have questioned my ways, because Avram wants to bury sorry, he has to pay money for it. Yitzchak digs wells, he's having problems, they're blocking up his wells. Yaakov, once again, has to pay money for a field and a, and a, a place where to pitch his tent. And they never complained to me that they, they should have had Eretz Yisrael for free. And yet, you, Moshe Rabbeinu, said, Lomo Hariyosa. Says Rashi, this medrash does not fit so well with the simple pshat of the psukim. So the Rebbe now compares these two Rashis. Number one, why is it that over here Rashi is bringing all three avos, and at the end of Parsha Shmois he was only bringing a proof and a, 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 from Avram Avinu that Avram Avinu didn't question Hashem's ways. Regarding Avram Avinu himself, over there in the end of Parsha Shmois. The, the example was given from the story of the Akeda. Here it's about the fact that he has to pay for the burial of Sarah. And finally, over there in Parsha Shmois, it seemed to be that Rashi was explaining that that's the simple Pshut Eshel Mikra, whereas here Rashi is saying that this is a Medrish and it does not fit well with Pshut Eshel Mikra. How do we understand all of this? Says the Rebbe, in truth, this last question is going to explain the others as well. That is, in the end of Parsha Shmois, Hashem was responding to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Lama why have you done such harsh things to the people? And Hashem is responding to him with, now you're going to see what's going to happen to Pari, but not in the future. In other words, what was Moshe Rabbeinu arguing? Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that when I came to Pari, not only didn't things become better, but things became worse. So my coming to Pari made things worse. Says the Rebbe, a similar thing to this would be the story of the Akedah. Yeah, Avram Avinu is promised a son. He has a son already, and now he's going to lose a son, and he himself has to take the life of his son. Obviously, this is much worse than if he would have never had a son to start with. So here, it wouldn't fit so much bringing the proof from the story of the burial of Sarah, 
where yes, Hashem promised Avraham Eretz Yisrael, but it's not like as if that's causing more problems right now, that because of that Avraham now has to pay money. He would have had to pay money anyways, and that's why that's not such an accurate example. As opposed to the example of having to take the life of a son after he has a child already, it's more similar to Moshe Rabbeinu's story, where the Yidin are promised to go out, and now things are becoming even worse. However, in Pasha's Vaira, where the Pasuk says clearly, Vaira el Avraham el Yitzchak vel Yaakov, and Rabbi Seinu are darshaning it in connection to all of the previous things that Moshe Rabbeinu said, not only about the suffering that they're having now as a result of him coming to Paroi. So here it fits more to bring proof from all of the Avois that they didn't question Hashem in regardless of what the situation was. Another explanation, says the Rebbe. Moshe Rabbeinu over here is coming to complain and ask not about something personal, but it's in regards to all of Am Yisrael. And therefore, it's more fitting to bring the proof from the Akedah, which is also going to affect the future of all of Klal Yisroel. Whereas the examples of the fact that they have to pay money for Eretz Yisroel, or their wells and so on, not being blocked, etc., would have been a, a thing that uh, impacted the Oves on a personal level. And therefore, you might say in Pshut Mikra that the Oves could have been concerned that maybe Shemo Yigr Machet, maybe I did something wrong, and that's why I don't deserve to have Eretz Yisroel. Whereas the Akedah, on the other hand, here, this is again, this is the future of all of Am Yisrael, so regardless of Avram's personal level, he could still be arguing and saying to Hashem, why are you doing this if, if Yitzchak Avinu needs to survive? And yet he didn't question Hashem. And that's why that's a more appropriate example at the end of Shemois. And that's in Pshut Mikra. But when we come to the Medrash, in the beginning of Vaira, now Medrash generally is more connected to Nishamu of Torah. The Neshama of Torah, from that perspective, we look at the Avais that Hainin Hamarkava, that they're not even shy to the whole concept of sin at all. And therefore, even if it comes to something personal, like buying a plot of Eretz Yisrael and so on, because they're not shy to Averis at all, so they could have seemingly argued and said, why am I paying for this if you promised me Eretz Yisrael? And yet they didn't question and that's why in the beginning of Vaira, it is more appropriate to bring, it makes more sense to bring examples also from all the Avois in regards to that sort of thing. And the Rebbe takes us a step further in Yehina Shol We know the idea of Maisei Avois, the things that the Avois did. There is the way of looking at it, Mitzad the Guf, Mitzad their body, or the way things seem on the simple and superficial level, where you could say Avram can be concerned, maybe I did something wrong. And then there is Mitzad the Neshama. If you look at Mitzad the Neshama, the obvious are completely beyond any sin and so on and so forth. And therefore, in the end of Pasha Shmois, where Rashi is explaining Pshute Shomikra, the way things seem, it's the goof and it's the simple idea. So then you wouldn't be able to bring a proof from the obvious because coming from that perspective, the obvious could still think maybe I did something wrong. And therefore, in those cases, maybe they could have questioned, they wouldn't have even had a question to start with why I'm paying for Eretz Yisrael because they could have thought maybe I did something wrong. But in the beginning of Pasha's Va'eda, when we're speaking about Rabbi Seinu Darsha, we're looking at Tzad coming from this level of the obvious are never shy to any sin whatsoever. So therefore you can bring a proof that when it comes to paying for Eretz Yisrael and they still didn't question Hashem and they couldn't have said, oh, but maybe I sinned because at this level there's not shayich sin. And therefore you can bring proof even from those things that you see the obvious didn't question Hashem. The same thing in Tzad Moshe Rabbeinu. In the end of Parsha Shemoyim Pshut Mikra, it sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu is actually questioning Hashem, and Hashem is saying, "You question me, and therefore you're going to be punished." But Mitzad Rabbi Seinu Dorshim Parshas Vaera, 
It's not even questioning Hashem. What is he saying? He's saying he wants to know about Hashem's name. He wants to understand the ways of Hashem, of why Hashem is doing these things. But not that he's questioning Hashem. In other words, it's not Shaykh, the whole concept of sin. Even by Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not Shaykh sin. And a questioning, if you're looking at Mitzad, this darg of the Neshama and the, and the Drasha of Torah. But the Rebbe says we could still ask. Even Mitzad Pshut Mikra, even Mitzad the Guf, how is it possible to say that Moshe Rabbeinu questioned Hashem? We're speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu. The moment he's born, the whole house is filled with light. As we know, she says, He's good from the moment of birth. Also, why would the Torah tell us the story of Moshe Rabbeinu when Torah never speaks about disgrace of anyone or anything? And what's the Hira to us? If even Moshe Rabbeinu can't reach that level, could we be expected to get there? So the Rebbe says we're going to understand this by first looking at Rashi's words on the word Vo'eira. Rashi says, El Ha'avais, I appear to the Avais. And the question is known that the Pasuk itself says, I appear to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So why does Rashi say El Ha'avais? So the Pshat is that the idea of Vo'eira means, Hashem's appearing means that there's a level of Re'iyo and Elikus. The Avais see Elikus, godliness, in such a certain and absolute way where there's no questions whatsoever. It's in, with absolute certainty. And this idea of Vo'eira, because it's Vo'eira Elo'avais, this is given over really to every single Yid has the Amuna, it's absolute certainty, exactly like the Avais. That's the Pshat Vo'eira Elo'avais, that it's as Avais, they gave this over to all the children. If that's the case, how is it possible for Moshe Rabbeinu to question? So here comes the point. The Razal tells us that the Yidin came out of Mitzrayim b'schus of the Amuna. That means that it was Nizgala, the Nekudas Ayados, the Pintel Yid, the essential connection between the Yid and Hashem. Now of course Yidin had the Amuna beforehand as well. But at that point it was only a Yerusha. In other words, it's only there because I'm a Jew. Regardless of how I'm acting and how my personal characteristics are. But in order to come out of Mitzrayim, there needed to be that the Amunah should permeate every single aspect of them, is starting from their Seichel. And this is the Pshat that Moshe Rabbeinu is achieving, that the Amunah shouldn't be only Mitzad the Yerusha because of an inheritance, but it should completely permeate the Yid completely. And that's what happens as a result of Moshe Rabbeinu questioning, and then Hashem responding with Vo'eira. That means... That the Vo'eira, that Hashem is revealing Himself and saying that I revealed Myself to the Avais. In other words, this level of Amuna that the Avais have and that every single Yid has because of the Avais, but should now come through this idea of Seichel as well. In other words, it shouldn't only be completely beyond the person's own personal experience, but rather it should seep through every part of the person, even in a place where there may be questions. So the pshat when Hashem says to Moshe, Loika Avram, you're not like Avram, means that the level of Amunah that was by Avram and that the Eden had up until that time, that the nature of a child is just that he has what the father has, that's all very nice, but that's not enough. What we need is that even in the area of Seichel, in the area of logic, there should also be this gilui of Va'eder, the Indian of Re'iyah and Elikos. Says the Rebbe, now we also understand there are two Rashis in the end of Pasha Shmois and in the beginning of Pasha's Va'eder, the Rabbi Seinu Darshu. That means even the Pirushalpi Pshat is not Chaz Vashon that Moshe Rabbeinu is questioning. Moshe Rabbeinu is asking something that Bechitsoinius can be seen as if he's questioning, meaning to say because he's trying to bring the Amuna down even into such people where maybe the Amuna is being a bit blocked by the goof and there's even Shaykh to be some questions and yet we're going to bring the Amuna down even into this level. Then we come to Rabbi Seinu Darshu, which is already the Neshama Doirai, so there the Neshama is shining Begilui. 
And there, there's definitely no questions in the simple sense. All there might be is, you want to understand Hashem's ways, you want to know the name of Hashem, bringing that into Seichel, and through Moshe, that's achieved, that even in there should be felt the Emunah of Elikus, that's completely higher than Seichel. The Rebbe now connects this all to Chavdala Tevis, the Yomi Lula of the Alter Rebbe, which often falls out in Pasha's Vaira, and it's exactly what the Alter Rebbe did, taking the Inyanum of Elikus, but it bringing it down that it should permeate the seichel of the person and every part of the person. And as we say, that all of the inyanum of Elikus should reach the furthest places, even places that might on the surface try, be trying to block Elikus. Similar to Moshe Rabbeinu, asking Hashem, but through that itself it brings down the vo'eira elavis, the gili of Hashem, that people should feel the Elikus even mitzah their own characteristics. And just like in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, b'schus of this amuno, the Geula came in a similar way through Yafutsu Ba'inesecha Chutzah, bringing the deepest in Yonam of Alikus into our seichel through Chassidus Chabad, will have the Geula through Mashiach Tzidkeinu V'meheir V'yameinu Mamash.